This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Catch up with former Mayor of Christchurch, Gary Moore, CNZM, who was Mayor for nine years in today's chat with Gary Moore. We cover much of Gary's opinions of government and local government administrative problems and solutions regarding three waters and other minor issues. My guest this morning is Gary Moore, former Mayor of Christchurch for nine years, which earns him much respect and a CNZM, and that's Companions of the New Zealand Order of Merit for his hard work. Good morning, Gary. G'day, Neville. How are you? Welcome to Faulty Towers, a.k.a. Version New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of Faulty Towers, actually. <laughs> Don't mention the war, I think I've got away with it. <laughs> so, is three waters now five waters? Megan Woods made a faux pas with Mike Hosking the other morning, which I heard Andrew Hoggard say that made him cough on his coffee over his bloody windscreen when he heard it. So, let's kick it off with them. <laughs> well, I think really the best thing to do would be to actually go back and say, what was the, where was the genesis of Three Waters and where's it got to and how's it got to the point where Megan Woods was caught out the other morning with something that she didn't know about. So, look, Three Waters happened because an organisation called Infrastructure New Zealand took a delegation to Scotland and they had a look at their water. And this is repeating a bit of what we talked about last time, but I think yeah. people need to be reminded of it. Good on you. Um, so, so they took a group to Scotland. They only looked at Scotland, which was a mistake all on its own. And Scottish water is not necessarily similar to um, New Zealand in that we're long and thin and with many, many, many water issues, whereas they're sort of short and squat and different types of, um, you know, soils, etc., etc. So, and, and there are, and quite frankly, there were better models, like the Dutch have got a fantastic model that they've been working on since 1650. And, um, and you know, could you show me a Dutchman that doesn't, that overspends and um, they they um, have a, it's very democratic and it's very local and that's where I think we need to head um, so Infrastructure New Zealand came back and started lobbying and um, and that's something that I think we need to be very cautious of in all sorts of spheres of our public life and the government departments are often quite vulnerable um, for lobbyists because um, too many of the senior policy analysts have just started shaving, you know. And um, <laughs> yep. so, so um, they came back and they did some very good lobbying and they did it also with Water NZ. 
So both Water NZ, which is supposedly the organisation that pulls together council engineers, and but it's mostly driven, both of the organisations are driven by the big companies who are interested in big projects. I've got no problem with that either. But what you need to have is balance to respond to that pressure, and that balance would have to come from local communities. And there was no real um, challenging of what they were doing. Now, I started writing stuff and ended up with a defamation suit, which cost me 23000 which I didn't really appreciate, um, where I think it was an attempt to shut me up because I was starting to point out things that they actually didn't want publicly debated. So... So um, then, so they're then lobbying with Department of Internal Affairs, which is the department responsible for local government. Uh, it's the link to local government. I've seldom met in all my years involved in local government anyone at the Department of Internal Affairs who'd actually ever worked in local government. So their understanding is theoretical. So along comes Hawke's Bay. So Hawke's Bay, and they, and they start quoting 34,000 people poisoned a year. That number is complete crap. It, is, it was a research paper done by a student in, I can't remember whether it was late 90s or early 2000s. It has got no base whatsoever. The chairman of the infrastructure committee in Dunedin City Council is a doctor of, of chemistry and has been a top-class scientist around the world and he these guys are used to digging into these papers to find out the basis of them and he said there's no base for that whatsoever but it keeps getting quoted so Hawke's Bay started now Hawke's Bay was an example of a council that had let its infrastructure go to rack and ruin but the bit that's missing in the, all the conversation is the Ministry of Health had the responsibility, or District Health Board locally, had the responsibility of monitoring the water systems. So it was a failure by local government and it was a failure by the central government department. That then, so the government changed and along comes Nanaya Mahuta and she and... Tuku Morgan and guys like that saw this as an opportunity to actually create a iwi-based um, solution to water and involvement. Now, again, I've got to say I've got no problem with that. Um, I've been I've worked in the Maori community for the ne- nearly 40 years, and uh, but there is a, there is a solution that's different. So. They then start the steamroller, and they um, they went back to local government. They said, look, now, look, we want your information on your systems and so forth, and and we'll we'll give, you know, this was, a, a in my opinion, a bribe to local government. They gave them some money. And local government, now, look, if you were in local government or you were an engineer in local government and they and you were asked, what needs to be done to the system and how much do you think it would cost, 
you'd never put an underestimate in. You'd, you'd always think, oh, just in case I haven't, um, you know, I'm an accountant, and I, you, one of the, the conventions of accounting is conservatism. So the numbers will reflect the, the conservatism of the accountants and the ultra-conservatism of engineers. I think they're more conservative than accountants. And so up comes a number. 120 billion to 185 billion, and um, the big accounting firm, um, some of them, they've all, they've all got their snouts in the trough, um, came up with checking those numbers. Now, I personally, um, if if you were on your farm and you said to your bank manager, um, I need to, you know develop the farm, so putting in new crops or um, um, converting to um, uh, cat, uh, to uh, dairying or whatever, and it might cost me a million or it might cost me a million and a half. The bank manager would say to you, go away and get your numbers right. So there's a 50% Margin between 120 billion and 185 billion, at which point most people's eyes glaze over. I think the numbers are crap, and um, I I don't trust them at all, and nor do I trust the advisors. So then, local government at that point had been told they could opt in or opt out of the new system. Now, I don't deny that we need to get our infrastructure into tip-top shape. Got no problem with that at all. But it's spotty. In some areas it's good, in other areas it's not as good. And it's often not as good in small places. And a big part of why the small places have got a problem is because... The government in the late 80s or 90s, somewhere in there, decided that there would be no more subsidies for rural water or for any water systems. And and when, like for instance, and, and I say this to your listeners, when you've got a candidate standing for your election saying, I'll give you low, low rates, they're the sort of person whose name should be crossed out yeah. because because they aren't prepared to invest in infrastructure and it's easier to, sell, to, to save money today and create a disaster tomorrow. And that's what those people are like, and I, I detest them. So the, the, but then the system went from it's, it's voluntary to compulsory. And Local Government New Zealand, which is the organisation that uh, represents local government, rolled over and said, tickle here. And quite frankly, local government have been absolutely pathetic. And a number of the mayors around New Zealand stood up and said, this is hopeless, uh, and and formed a new organisation. Um, I, wrote, I wrote to the 
uh, president of local government New Zealand, who I know, I, I was on local government New Zealand, I chaired the Metro mayors at one stage, and and I said to him, you're, 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 you're dreadful, you need to resign, you've failed totally in your task of representing uh, the local government sector. I got this big, long, two-page response, which I didn't <laughs> even reply, I didn't even read it. So, so I knew it'll all be defensive, because what happens in Wellington is Everyone gets their head up everyone else's ass, and and they don't, and and there are very few independent voices. There are very few people that stand up, and there are a number. I'm not saying there aren't, but and and the ones that stood up were that 31 group of 31 that actually um, um, were um, prepared to be counted. Um, and, and, and they've done a great job. And a number of councils have come up with fantastic solutions. The Hawke's Bay councils have worked with their local iwi, and there are a number there, and they have come up with a regional solution that's fantastic. And it's been totally ignored by the government because they had this big four, so there are four big companies that they're proposing to, to, um, uh, to form, and it's like a great big steamroller um, at the moment. And and what what we've got at the moment is like, for instance, in the South Island. So South Island, it's not the whole island. It's only Naitahu's Rohi, which is, in my opinion, mean spirited. Uh, the top of the South Island is linked up with the east of the South of uh, the North Island up to Tolaga Bay. Now, what somebody at, at Tolliga Bay would, how they'd relate to somebody in Golden Bay and their water systems is a complete mystery to me. So, the South Island is, is, um, Naitahu's Rohi. And so, there are 21 councils in the South Island and within that area. Um, and the, there will be a selection panel of um, uh, 12. Uh, six will be f- nominated by Naitahu. Six by the council. So 21 councils have to fold into Ooh, yeah. uh, into six positions. Now, there might be some changes in the latest legislation. I, I don't know, but I, um, I, it, it's, it's still a compressing exercise. That group will then meet to form an interview panel, and, that, and that'll be 50-50, local government, uh, iwi, and that interview panel will appoint a board, which again I think is 50-50. Now, that board will be about as far away from water in my outside my house as, you know, somebody operating in Melbourne. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, that might it'll be... Finance that ran the Thames, wasn't it? And look, and and I just know, look, I sat for a while on the Institute of Directors and decided they were the most boring group of people I'd ever come across and resigned. But, and I sat on many boards, public sector, private sector, and um, a whole lot of people who are attracted to those positions are there for their ego and they, they and it's their CV that they're trying to work on. And, you know, the... the It'll be a a bloody dog's breakfast. So 
So that's that's those are the structures. Now, Standard and Poor's has been at the credit rating agency, and and I've got um, a jaundiced view on credit rating agencies. Um, Standard and Poor's were involved in the design of some of the financial structure for these new organisations, and they have come out recently saying. So, so what happens is that the government um, pays a fee to Standard & Poor's and they go out and check, or, or they, they supply uh, potential scenarios. You know, this is what it could be, this is what it could be, this is what it could be. And Standard & Poor's go out to the world market to see who are potential lenders. They have come back recently saying that they are concerned about some of the scenarios, and they are not giving, uh, they're, they're, they're unhappy about the process. Now, the financing for this new organisation, these new organisations, the four, will be debt driven. So I had made a mistake as an accountant because I had said that I thought they'd be borrowing the money based on the value of the assets. So Christchurch City Council has um, uh, 5.9 billion net value, so that's capital value less debt. So it's yeah. 5.9 billion, and the government's giving them 122 million full payout. Now mm-hmm. I thought that um, I thought that the, um, uh, the the Christchurch City Council's financially sound um, balance sheet that was being taken away would be would be funding quite a lot of the smaller ones. No, 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 no. I'm completely no. wrong. It's the the financing is based on um, the amount of revenue that the organisation can earn, which means that every house, every farm. Every business will have a water meter outside it and there will be a charge, a water charge set by this committee that will be miles and miles away from any response structure. And the government's sort of saying lately, oh, well, we'll we'll have an annual report. Well, I've been involved in organisations. In fact, lots of your listeners will have as well, where you know that what you do is you polish your shoes and you clean your teeth and you put your best suit on and you, if you've got any problems, you certainly don't talk about it at an annual meeting. And, and, um, I think that that's a, that's a naive decision by the government. So one, and so the model, um, the, the model, the, the last numbers that I saw, was that the model assumed that inflation would be at 2% and the interest rate would be at 3 Well, that just got blown out of the bloody water this week. And so that's why outfits like Standard & Poor's are going, what, what pull-up sort of stuff. And, and, the, and so we've now got a... So a select committee went round the country. There were 80-something thousand submissions, which is huge. They heard a small portion of them. I, I appeared in front of the select committee in Christchurch, and I made my submission really simple. 
and and uh, Greg O'Connor, um, who was chairing the, who was a subgroup, the local one of the local Labour MPs um, uh, stood up and left when I appeared, which um, pleased me. It meant I've pissed them off enough for them not to want to listen to what I'm saying. Um, and um, Greg said to me, um, Gary, I assume from your submission that you are happy with this bill. How, more, I look, I can't remember the exact word he said, but you know, I'm, you're more or less comfortable with the, with with this bill. And I stared at him and I said, "Could I lend you my hearing aid?" <laughs> because you've missed completely what I'm saying. And so, if you look at if you look at Christchurch, we've got stormwater. So the three waters are wastewater. Drinking water and stormwater. So stormwater in Christchurch, um, a lot of it is in open uh, swales throughout the city because we're a swamp. And we've been digging up, just it started in my time, we've been digging up um, pipes and opening them up to the natural swales. And um, it's a hell of a lot cheaper. And But... A lot of the uh, a lot of the natural swales and the catchment areas for flooding and all that are parks. So, are the is this new body going to take over our parks that are relevant for for water? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> and so, and 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 so, our council said, if you've got to do it, make it two waters, not three. And they went, nah. So they literally have ignored the greater proportion of the submissions. They've ignored submissions that actually challenged their four models. And it is possible, Neville, to actually have a really good local solution because we're all in it together. So I run a little group called the Tuesday Club. There's a couple of us. We're both 1951 babies and we both don't care whether people like us or not. And so we, we, we look at we're quite tragic, really. We're interested in public policy, so we 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 have this debating, um, the you know weekly meeting, um, and um, well, it hasn't been every week this year, but as often as we can. And so we invited Damien Salmon to come on the Zoom session, and I could actually send you a link to the Zoom session so you can make it available for people. Anne Salmon is a New Zealand authority on the Māori version of the treaty and has, has got an order of New Zealand for it. I mean, she's a, a really sound academic, which is more than I can say for lots of them. And, and Anne said to us, if you look at the treaty, the Māori version of the treaty, Clause 2 is between Rangatira, Hapu, and the Queen. Now, Hapu is not Iwi. Hapu is your local. Oh, yep. So she then talked about she's retired. She and her husband have retired to Gisborne, where she was where she was born. And they've got a piece of land, and they've got a river that runs past it. So up their river, the local Hapu the local farmers, the local property owners have all collaborated to clean up their river. 
so they're all in control of their local river, that will be taken off them. What? And and I'm saying that the I'm saying that the important thing, if I can clamber off my soapbox now, the important thing is that water and, and this is what I said to the select committee. When you fly out of Christchurch tonight, look down at our braided rivers. On the sides of them, there's the farms. And and one of the things that we've got um, a real problem with is Canterbury soils have got too many dairy farms on them. And and there is there is a a, a, a problem with nitrate. Uh, nitrates getting into our aquifers and within the next 10 to 20 years that's going to be a major problem and it's it's on its way but also as a city we pollute as well and we've got to actually focus on how we go about that but they are local solutions and they can't be taken over just by professionals You've got to have people who are the, you know, the scientists and the, the farmers and the, you know, the concerned local citizens and all that. I found as mayor, the local solutions that were put in front of us were often miles simpler than what was being proposed by staff. And staff learnt from them and so did we. And I think that's what we've got to do with water. So there you go. How's that? That's pretty good. So uh, I think the basic problem is that one of the issues we've got in New Zealand is trying to pick, fix poor performance by some regional councils. And I could name one at the bottom of the North Island. I won't name it, but we can work it out. They've got shocking water. Is that the responsibility of the people? Well, it is a responsibility of the people running it, but like a like a farm, can't they see that their cows are not getting enough water because the pipes are too small? Look, we had a part of Christchurch that was actually uh, designed by uh, in Waimari when they became part of the city in 1989. Um, and the pipes in Waimari were too small. So it's just what you're saying. They were throttled and we had to spend a bloody lot of money um, putting p- putting it right, but infrastructure Neville takes time. Like when I I, I joined the council in 1992, and 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 the first term of the council might have been the second term I was on. It was about that time that we finished remedying the infrastructure that was um, that when the when the Sumner Council joined the Christchurch city in 1950s. The infrastructure was still being cleaned up in the 1990s. And those that, you know, like all of these things are real long term. So the infrastructure in New Zealand's not wrong. And Water NZ are not wrong. And the government isn't wrong. And local government isn't wrong. But what we've, I think one of the things that we've really, really missed in New Zealand was the Ministry of Works. Gary, 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 we'll have to leave it there and I'll get you back next week.
This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.